This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Steve here, and welcome to the Alpaca Tribe, the podcast for alpaca people. And the winter continues. It comes and goes, I know, but the winter is back in control this week. And so we've been out and about making sure that the alpacas have got water, making sure they've got food, and just generally checking up on them. It's nice to be able to see them from the window, but they've also been taking themselves off into quiet corners where the wind is not so... Ah, strong and taking out those cobwebs. So here we go. So I have cold ears today. It's mm, wind from the east, north, northeast, somewhere, somewhere up there. And it's, um, it's very chill. I think the ground is now defrosted. It was very hard first thing this morning. It was quite a solid frost. Um, so it's a bit, it's a bit interesting. And I, I've got a, got a hat, but it's not covering my ears enough. But there we go. And I don't know how the alpacas manage. They seem to cope really well with the cold weather. They don't seem to... I mean, they get tucked under. They, get, they, they sit cushed, so they've got their legs tucked under them. So they keep their toes warm, I think. But they, they seem to walk through mud, and, and they'll have a little walk through water and all kinds of things. And I'm thinking, I don't think I would be doing that in this weather. But there we go. They've also got a different kind of blood supply. I was thinking about the ducks yesterday as well. They were in the water, <laughs> paddling around. And I think I don't think I'd want my my legs in the water. The water's going to be really cold, but they like to stay in the water. We've got the gusandas in again. There's a pair. There's a male and a female, and I can see them. They're sort of in the corner of the stocking ponds, which is not far from the alpacas. The alpacas have all come back. They've been wandering around all day. They've been off <laughs> chasing the sun or something. I'm not quite sure, but they've been here and there. And they've come back and they've now gathered, most of them are gathered around the hay feeder. So a lot of them sat down chewing the cud. Uh, there's a few down in the stables, <laughs> the usual suspects, waiting for me to go down and give them their food. And it's, uh, I'm getting stared at because there's, there's one, two, three, four. There's probably about 10 pairs of eyes or more. Oh, there's another one as well. They're all looking in my direction going, what's he doing standing up there talking? <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. So, yeah, the the weather continues to be wintry, and that's okay because that's what it is. Um, but it's definitely colder. Gloves and and hat, and definitely coat kind of weather. So needs a good good old mucking out session to get you warmed up. But they seem to be doing okay. And I had them in for a few days. It was quite cold. As it was one of the females, Nona, who's a bit older. She's she's not doing quite so well. I'm not quite sure what's going on. She's got a funny dodgy leg, which is almost like a slight deformity uh, kind of thing. So she's not doing brilliantly with that generally, but she started to, to limp a bit more badly. And then she was lying on one side. Of course, as we're talking, I'm just looking for her and I can't see where she is, which is interesting. Hmm. She may well be down in the stables, I'm hoping. Let's... See if we can work that out. Anyway, I was keeping her in, but I had to keep, keep some of the others in as well, and so I'd close them in the corral of the stable. So it's nice to have that option. I know some people don't have that option. So I closed them in. Um, the 
shutters to the north are closed so they're not getting the wind howling through but it's a little bit darker in there so they're not quite so keen and they really yesterday <laughs> i fed them and they'd been kept in a few nights and then last night as soon as i finished the feeding they were gone there was a few that definitely were not staying in tonight thank you very much we don't want to be in here so and it was really cold and they managed they managed okay which was good so they're fairly <laughs> fairly sensible oh i can see nona now she stood up she was behind the hay feeder she sits down there and she just takes all the she just, so she can eat, eat the hay sat down or or cushed down so but she stood up now she's getting a bit, bit more access to the hay that she needs which is good so she's doing all right so she's not lying on her side somewhere which is really my concern that's one of these things you you just you know go through the options what what is it is it is it a gastric thing is it a is it an injury thing there doesn't seem to be any injury and i've picked her, her foot up and had a good look underneath there's no abscess or, or cuts or anything like that um took a temperature which she wasn't very pleased about but <laughs> the fact that she wasn't pleased and demonstrated that by huffing and puffing and spitting at me was uh was a good sign because she's feeling still quite feisty which is always good and then yeah, you kind of work through the options. What is the option that's left? Well, you don't know. And that's one of the frustrations. So you just keep an eye, uh, check everything's going okay. She's feeding well. She's producing beans at the other end, which is great. She loves being with everybody rather than being on her own. So there's no, putting her in and keeping her in the stable, uh, which I did one, one day just to give us a bit of a rest and not have to wander around meant that she got really quite stressed which is a bit of a problem so yeah and you get these things that, that come sometimes and sometimes they disappear and you you'd never get to the bottom of them other times you, you know what's going on she's getting a bit older she's a little bit more challenged in terms of the, the bad weather but she seems to be doing fine actually they're all looking cosy warm they're eating they're hungry um, there's not a lot of grass to eat, but uh, they're getting hay, they're getting some alpha A, which is chopped alfalfa, and that seems to, to go down well, <laughs> particularly one of the young ones. Um, so Millie, who's the leader of the, the group of females, she has a little one called Ivanwi. She's a sweetie, and she stands there and she lets me um, kind of rub her back and stuff, and she just she's not, she's not going to run away, she's around, um, which is really sweet. And, uh, and and she wanders off, and, and I put the the alpha eye out, and she's she's first one there to. to there's, there's a big bowl, <laughs> and she's first one to it, and she stands there just munching away <laughs> with all the dust and stuff all around her around her chops, around her nose, and everything. So yeah, the others are doing quite well. They're they're quite dry now because we've had a good few days of, of dry, cold weather, which is always better than wet cold weather, and. Yeah, I was remembering back to when we first had them. We started with five pregnant females, as our regular listeners will know. And what was it that I was wanting? What were we? What we it was a joint thing with my wife, which is always a good thing. Uh, what was it that we were looking for from having alpacas? Um, do you know, in so many ways, whatever that expectation was at the time has been way exceeded. We have loved having alpacas. They are amazing animals. And that's the moorhen in the background. And the there were some expectations, but 
it was. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> what was that about? Is that somebody behind me? Let me have a look. No, can't see anything up on the bank. Anyway, I think it's because I'm talking. I got a, a little alarm cry from one of the alpacas there. She did a little kind of. There's something going on because <laughs> I'm standing there not doing anything. She's giving me the look. So, there she goes again. Oh, they're all going to get up and, and, and move now. I'm going to have to wander down to the to the stables anyway. Uh, so I excuse the noises as I'm walking. Um, but yeah, they. We wanted to spend time with them. We wanted to be close to them. We recognised they weren't petting animals in terms of being over overly friendly. We we did a lot of research. We went and see, saw some. We spent a lot of time talking with people uh, and that kind of thing, working out what exactly was involved and could we do this and. And then, then we start having gathered the information. You then start learning once you've got them. Excuse the gate. So it's it's like a, with a lot of things. You can go so far in the theory, and then the rest of the the knowledge and the uh, skills, if you like, of how to do something, come from experience, from actually doing what it is you're trying to do. So with the alpacas, a lot of the experience of getting in there and getting hold of them to do things with them, uh, feeding them, understanding how to move them as a group, move them as individuals, all of those things then come from experience of doing. So you do have to kind of step over that line and just get in there. Yeah, there's that, that thing of being around them the way they look at you <laughs> and they wear you up and there's, there's stuff going on in that little head. I see you. Hello, how are you? And the others as a group, how it changes over time as the, the numbers increase. And also how they get used to you. There becomes a familiarity and there becomes a um, some routines and things that they get into, both for themselves but also with you as, as owner and carer, keeper. Um, yeah, so they were following their, their routes this morning and moving around in the valley for different places which they can get access to um, the bits they want, which is usually grazing and also potentially the sun, which we haven't seen so much of. It goes, does go down quick again this time of year. Um, and then they'll, they'll come back and they're by the, by the hay feeder and, and around. So they they generally, you can tell that they're generally pretty settled when you're looking at them, which is good. And uh, they're now kind of looking at me. They're a bit not sure <laughs> because I'm not usually talking when I'm uh, coming down to do their thing. So they're, they're looking at me very suspiciously. So I'm walking slowly, which is another thing. You can walk slow, but don't go too slow. <laughs> if you go too slow, they get suspicious and work out what is he up to. So here we are. So I've been holding this phone with my hand, and my hand is now absolutely freezing. But there we are. So there's a bit of food down here in the stable. Oh, bird just whipped out. <laughs> I've got one of my little birds that are whizzing out of the out of the closed-in stable here. Oh, it's, oh, that's nice. Inside, because the shutters are closed, um, there's a bit more protection and there's a bit more warmth in here than there is outside. It's going to be very chill again. Once they cush down and they cush up together, the um, cutch 
so it's a Welsh word which means sort of it's what you do with a baby you cut your baby kind of um, give them a hug snuggle them in that kind of thing so you, you get the the career will cut you in um, next to their mums or to a friend and you get these little groups of, of alpacas and they're, they're very happily arranged shall we say in a group so that, that'll be later um, and I've got this mixed feeling do I, do I bring them in do I keep them in it's going to be really cold tomorrow anyway it's going to be cold overnight but it's going to be really cold yeah, tomorrow and with, with the wind chill they're talking about tomorrow afternoon being something like minus six I know I'm such a wimp aren't I um, for so many people that's, that's really really mild <laughs> got some friends in Canada and elsewhere talking about minus twenties and things um, it's unusual for us and uh, as I've, I think I said last time we like complaining about the weather whatever's happening so yeah it's going back to my, my thoughts about expectations and when we first had them and what was we, we were looking for uh, yeah it's a difficult one to remember back all that long, long you know to when we first before we had them and, and when we first had them um, but I do remember that there were there were things that were a delight and things that were really really special and some of the things that we, we were wanting haven't turned out the way we expected and I think that's normal but they have turned out well and we got to kind of work with them on their terms so you find ways of, of spending time around them and, and getting being up close to them they're, they're not going to be animals to to do lots of petting and stuff <laughs> you were such a grump really goodness me so there's one just pushing the older one so Megan who was first born here uh, just been pushed out by that's a good question is that her daughter it could be her daughter she's <laughs> well, they're having a large yard so Rosalind who's, who's who's lovely but she's got a bit of an attitude thing that goes on but uh, they're doing okay which is nice, 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 nice. I like seeing doing okay. So we'll get some hay out, we'll get some of the, the dried food out and see how we got on. And uh, I'll give a report and if there's anything interesting happens while we're doing this, I'll try and capture that as well. In fact, there was nothing too significant that happened during the feeding. I was interested this morning when I was <laughs> when I was doing the feeding this morning. For some reason, Ellie, every time I got anywhere near, um, she decided she needed to, to, to kick out. <laughs> I was too close, or I was some kind of threat and sometimes it's just funny like it's, normally she's incredibly placid so I wonder whether she'd been having a little bit of, of an argument with one of the other ones you can always tell when they've been arguing particularly I mean on odd little bumps one thing but if they get really stroppy with each other then you get the, the drooped lip and uh, if it's really bad then there's green green gunk hanging in the <laughs> in the teeth as well as the drooped lip but uh, no drooped lip this was just she was just having a little kick just warning me, <laughs> don't get too close. I don't know whether they were just crowding around to have their food. They were really hungry first thing this morning for breakfast. I guess that's probably what it was. So we, we'll think that's the sim simplest explanation. We'll take that one. 
But sometimes there's there's other things at foot within the group that you may not have seen, may not have noticed. So, again, just spending a bit of time standing, staring. Oh, to have the excuse to stand and stare, it's great, isn't it? So standing and staring and just getting a sense of what's going on, who's out of sorts, or if there's any little niggles or things that are just, just not right. Uh, I know I keep talking about this, but it, it really is one of those f- really important fundamentals is to spend time just watching and observing, filing away little things and recognising whether it's normal or it's unusual. That way you can be on top of things before they become problems. So after I fed them, they all went for a walk. They've taken themselves out and they're on the the slope here and on uh, the... What? <laughs> What used to be the kitchen? No, it didn't used to be the kitchen. What used to be the the garden um, connected to the house? It's now the garden paddock. But yeah, it's uh, a slope. They're all arranged on. And come the morning, then they'll be back and they'll be ready and waiting in the uh, in the stable, I guess, waiting to be fed. So I've left some. There's bits and pieces of stuff there, certainly the haze there, available. And the water's gradually getting a frozen skin on the top of it. But I'm sure they will be fine. One of the things we have to remember is the importance of building with small steps and the moving from what is our intent, our desire, our original expectations to something that's, that's our experience can, can take some time and you just got to build those little steps bit by bit to move in that direction. So what is it you want? Do you want to be able to have them feed from your hand? Okay, well that's going to take <laughs> offering food um, in a bowl and then in in a hand. Um, Millie, the matriarch, <laughs> she will take food from the hand of a visitor, but she won't take it from me. And I'm not quite sure what that is, but that's it's just how it is. So there's no point in trying to force the issue. Other things... You can do in terms of getting them halter trained, making them to walk with them, or just being around with them. They don't necessarily have to be on a halter and lead. You can just spend time around them. They they like being around people, so they will follow you, or not. <laughs> There we go. So that comes to the end of another day and we'll catch them in the morning and see how things are and we'll catch you next time. So thanks for being here. Appreciate it. And if you do get a chance, do go spend some time with an alpaca. Bye for now.
That's the sound of happy alpacas. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.